the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Thursday the 18th. You're tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, having individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, how are how you doing over there? <laughs> You hanging Mo- in there? Moment of silence for my red headphones. I know, and everybody loves those red headphones. Everyone always talks about your red headphones. You were trying to fix them. We right just didn't have time. The... I will fix them. We okay. just didn't have time. All right. I or can I'll s- grab the other one. They're ones. still working. They're just, they look jacked up. <laughs> it looks like, it looks like you can't move your head. If you move your head, then the one earpiece is going to move. Can you hear anything through the, can you hear my headphones? Nah, okay. Nah, we're, so we're good. good. All right. Unbelievable. Well, hey. <laughs> Live radio. You never know what's going to happen. Never That's know right. what's going to happen. But we do have our first guest here in studio. I'm Marcia. going to gingerly look at my script and yeah. tell you that Missy Cool from Whoopsie Daisy Tattoo Removal is, is with us. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. So hey, how, how come, how come Marcia, as soon as you told me uh, before we went on the air that she was a tattoo removalist, that you immediately just stared at me with a grin on your face? Do you say I got bad tattoos? I asked you, remember I said, was there one that you would remove? And and there was. You kind yeah, of there's one that knee-jerk right you knew. Yeah, I'd give rid of the the little record here in the middle, just mm-hmm. as a space, uh, mm-hmm. you know, addition, but <laughs> not, nothing for really no real reason, right? All right, well, let's talk to Missy. What's your background? And and I know this is not your only gig, right? No, um, I have been a nurse for over twenty years. I started working as a correctional nurse in '99, and that's kind of what led me to do the community outreach. Mm-hmm. I've always had, you know, I've looked in our area and I realized that there was never anything to help these people that, you know, to get back into the community. Mm -hmm. We have no resources in this area. Like bigger places, D.C., they have all these resources here. There's never, there's never been anything. Um, So I did correctional nursing for a while, and then I worked at the VA, and now I do case management for foster kids. So So. everything that you've done as a professional has been to help other people. Pretty much, yes. For sure. So um, it's cool to see you in person because obviously you're someone who, who has tattoos. (laughs) Yes, as well. Yes. So you can you tell? uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So you can understand. (laughs) I'm sure you know the the culture, the lifestyle, but also some of the struggles, especially when you put permanent art on your body. Yes, and that's um, a lot of people don't. I mean, I know they know it's permanent, but I think at times in your life you make bad decisions, or you think something's going to be permanent in your life, like maybe. You're married. You get mm-hmm. someone's name written on you. I see a lot. Marsha, never do that. All the time. Never you, do that. You and Ed have we're a great 30, marriage. 30 years Doesn't in. Matter. Is, oh, is that the kiss Doesn't of death? Doesn't matter. Yep. Every oh, time. Doesn't okay. matter. Don't wow. get his name on you. Okay. Don't get it. 
Oh, okay. It's noted. <laughs> well, but when it comes to, um, you know, inmates and corrections and things mm-hmm. like that, I mean, sometimes you see those guys, they'll go in without any tattoos and they'll come back out, or women for that matter too, they'll come back with a ton of tattoos. And, on their yes. necks, yeah, on their faces. And, well, and some of that is, I'm, and of course, I've never been incarcerated or anything. I can only speak from outside looking in. Uh, but some of that, of course, is just to, you know, get a tattoo. But other that other stuff for that is, you know, quality of life management or if it could be gang related or something like that and a lot of times i would assume uh, that they don't necessarily want those tattoos but they have to get those tattoos correct and that's the one thing that we do when 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 i start this program it's basically for anyone like that has been incarcerated gang members um survivors of human trafficking or any hate hate words or you know gang signs Mm -hmm. symbols on them um, the only thing I do ask, like we ask that it's on the hands, neck, or face, and that they do have an advocate to speak on their behalf. The advocate, we won't accept like letters from family members or friends for, mm-hmm. for you know, reasons. Yeah. Um, but anything like from a parole officer, probation officer, just a, someone in the community that is letting us know that they do have support in the community to get their life back on track. So, and it, this obviously is, is not the only thing you do there uh, at 55 Aiken Center as far as tattoo removal, but this is kind of the thing that probably gets people interested in learning about you. What kind of barrier can having those tattoos be for someone who's kind of, th- they've done their time, uh, they're ready to, to support a family, they're ready to get back into the workforce? Well, I know even with Say you look at me, you see the tattoos on my arms. I know I get judged, but I have a decent job. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though working in the hospital now, people still look at you. When I worked at the hospital, you had to cover your tattoos. So for these individuals that are getting you know, out and trying to get back into the workforce, especially if they have the tattoos on the hands, neck, or face, that's something you can't hide with you know, long sleeves like you can working in a hospital. So they're automatically judged. They walk in for an interview. People look at them. And automatically think the worst. They see the tattoos and they're written off. Yeah, especially if it's, you know, something gang related, like a swastika or something, you know, who knows what it could be. And then that's only, like you said, it's only forever. Yeah. And it's it hard is. to, especially if it's on your face or on your neck, it's hard to cover that stuff up day to day. But I do think that the tide has changed significantly in the last, what, like 10, 15 years of uh, tattoos and being like professional and stuff. I feel like you never see, you know, news anchors on TV or you know, <laughs> anybody on TV with tattoos or beards, even for that I matter. I don't think you've ever covered yours up. Never. Here. You never. Well, well it's radio it's too, a, but yeah. like we, we get guests. And, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as they're not, I mean, ev- to each their own, right? It's their own body. It's their own art, whatever they want to put on it. But yeah, I mean, there's a, there is a line. There is. There is a professional line still, but not as uh, strict as it was, I don't think. So Missy Cool is with us from Whoopsie Daisy Tattoo Removal. Um, you're, you're a nurse. Uh, obviously, you've got specialized training. Talk about Uh, you know a little bit about the process it's not just a one and done right no and that's what a lot of people think I will have people write me and say okay so this is it I one session and I'm like no tattoos were meant to be permanent so even though we're you know breaking up the ink particles with a laser it is a process can you explain that process a little bit for people sure um first of all black ink is the easiest color ink to remove and then it goes down the line Red is the next easiest. Yellows and like the lime greens, they're the hardest to remove. So you use make a note of that. I know I got a lot of yellow. (laughs) (laughs) So you use a different wavelength to target the ink for you know whatever color you're you're targeting. Um, You use the laser. um, You hit the ink particle. It shatters the ink, and then your body, your white blood cells, actually start attacking the ink 
and the you it carries it out of your body. Wow. Yeah. So you have yeah. to kind of give your body a chance to. You help. do. That's why a lot of people are so impatient and they don't want to wait in between sessions. But for a smaller tattoo, you have to wait at least six weeks. Larger mm. tattoos are eight weeks or more because your body has to have time to process and break <laughs> down that ink and get rid of it. So I, I forgot to start making I think, notes. I think that's really enough. Cool. I think that's enough right there for Marsha to just never get attached to this point. <laughs> I think just that alone. Now, does the process just hurt? get a good one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Get one you like. Don't get Ed's name on you anywhere. Don't get it on your neck or anything. Jiminy Christmas. So, um, so how many times will someone visit you typically for a, a mid-sized tattoo? That actually depends on the individual, and I tell them. The amount of sessions that you have, it's dependent upon the color of ink, the age of tattoo, the type of ink that was used, the client's overall general health, the amount of water they drink, their skin type. Because the wow. more water you drink, it helps you process the ink and get it out of your body faster. Also, exercise helps. Huh. No, I would have never thought. Who knew? I would have never yeah. thought. I thought it was just, you know, they, it looks like a pen that you guys use with the laser. It makes that crazy slapping sound noise. And then, yes. you know, once it's done, it's done. I knew it would, it would take more than one session, but um, that's incredible. Does it hurt when you're doing it? I am told that it feels like either a rubber band slapping the skin multiple times. And then when I um, perform the laser removal on client's face, they tell me it feels like hot grease being thrown in their face. But Ouch. we do use a Zimmer, which yeah. um, throws out cryogenic air that kind of cools and takes away from the pain. It's like an anesthetic. Huh. Man. That is grease. so cool, though. It is neat. <clears throat> that is super neat. I mean, and it's helping so many people, too, especially, you know, if they were incarcerated, if they just have a, a bad tattoo, like you said, they're an embarrassing tattoo or something. I mean, it helps people get back to, you know, kind of a normal life. Yes. So, Definitely. Missy, I know we talked a, a lot at the beginning about, you know, you, you provide a service to help some folks who have been incarcerated previously. And with certain criteria, they have to have specialized, you know, letters of reference, et cetera, from someone, from an advocate. Um, but in terms of the other business that you do for just regular folks who want to uh, have a tattoo removed, uh, what is the process there? The process with that, they can either, we um, do consultation by text now, you know, since everybody's phone savvy. Mm -hmm. um, they can send us over a picture. The text will look at the tattoo and say, uh, we'll look at it like, okay, it's color tattoo. It's black and gray. We're, we can guesstimate like how many sessions, but I always tell my clients, I rather wait till after you've had your first session and you hit the four week mark so we can see how your body has broken down the ink. Now, does like I have super sensitive skin. Now, is that something that could go? It could be a factor in tattoo laser removal. Yes, and every client is treated differently. We just don't have everybody walk through the door and you're treated with the same laser setting. Yeah. That's one thing that we take. We we have a history and physical that we do on you before you we even start the process. We do a consultation. We look at your skin tone, how well like. If you go out in the sun. I don't use very much moisturizer. Is that bad? <laughs> you should probably moisturize. <laughs> probably should. <laughs> yeah. But we, we do. We look at your skin tone. Do you burn easily? Because, you know, the laser. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of things that we take into consideration before we pick the settings that we're going to for your skin type. So did you, have you had any tattoos done for yourself after you started this service? Yes. 
So does it cause you to kind of look at the folks who are putting that tattoo on your body a little differently? Like, okay, what would this take to, to remove if this guy's putting this on? It's yeah. kind of like you have an eraser almost. I mean, I know that's not it's not how it should be used, of course, but exactly. it's kind of like, you know, if you do, especially for you, I would think it's like, well, I can just go home and just knock this thing back out hey, real I've quick. I've thought about that because I, I love all my tattoos, but I have little small ones here and there that I thought, well, I'll, tr- I'll try this just so I know how mm-hmm. it feels. Yeah, but I haven't done, you haven't done it yet. No. <laughs> it looks like it would, hurt. it would hurt. But it's funny you said, you know, they're permanent, right? And every time I get one, I give myself like 10 minutes in the car. As soon as I get out of the shop, to sit there and kind of like let myself freak out. Be like, oh my gosh, it's never leaving my body. Everybody's going to see it. Da, 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 da. And then once you're done, it's done. And they're like, well, I guess no going back now. But would there you ever, is. Would you ever get one? Oh, there is, I guess. Yeah, you're yeah, right. So would, you talking... get, would you ever get a tattoo, you think? No. No? Mm-mm. It don't hurt too bad. Okay. No, no. I mean, I, 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 if you want to do it 10 times more today, go oh, ahead. God. I wish I had enough money choice. for it. Wish I had enough. Although <laughs> I am scared. Adult. I'm scared to do the back of my arm to like finish this left arm up because yeah. everybody says it really hurts and I don't want to do it yet. Maybe they could shoot you with a cryogenic air it while they're doing that. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Well, well, Missy, we got to be getting to our uh, first break here uh, in a second. Can you let everybody know where to go to find out more about Whoopsie Daisy? And if they have any questions, maybe you want to set up an appointment. Yep. Um, you can get on Facebook at Whoopsie Daisy Tat Removal. Um, I'm also on Instagram under Whoopsie Daisy. And um, we are located at 55 Aiken Center inside of Drawing Attention Tattoo. Perfect. Whoopsie Daisy, by the way, is such a perfect name for tattoo mm-hmm. removal. But, Missy, thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. If you missed any of the episode, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. But thank you and have a good one. Thank you. Absolutely. Stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. Marsh, you look like a DJ over I there. I know. Don't I look like a cool <laughs> DJ spinning all the hits? But I'm just keeping my earphone on my ear. I got to. So I made the, the critical error. Well, I guess it's not an error, but I made the, uh, the small-minded move, I guess. Uh, to split up this roll of athletic tape so uh-huh. you have like two little separate uh-huh. things, right? It kind of doubles the life of your whatever. Sure. But it would be a lot easier to fix your headphones if it was this, the whole like right. inch that I could cover. Then I'd get it figured out for you. It's all right. We'll get you, we're going to get you some headphones. I believe in you. You can do this. I'm just sad that it's the red ones. Everybody yeah. always talks about those red headphones. If you only knew how cheap these were. Well, yeah, I guess this is evident how cheap yeah. they are. <laughs> well, how long have you had them now? I, I a year at least. Yeah, yeah. pretty good lifespan. So, I, yeah, I, for, all the cheap ones that I had to go and buy these crazy expensive ones uh-huh. just because I knew that they would last instead. Because I always just would get cheap ones and mm-hmm. then wait till they break and go buy another cheap one. But, you know, you know what my fear is. Much like the um, putting your spouse's name on a tat. Yeah. If yeah. I buy the 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 really expensive cans, I get canned. <laughs> oh yeah no i i understand that once, one. once i invest in headphones does that mean like i won't need them <laughs> i want to look up here and i should have done this during the break um i want to see what the rate is should i should i do divorce or breakup rate for uh tattoo people getting tattoo names oh breakup breakup break because yeah breakup yeah because i mean that's a that's a real real thing uh let's see 
when you get your loved one's name, like your your boo's name on your on your body, if you get it tattooed on, is that more for you or is it to impress your boo? So here, so of course, there's no real scientific data behind this, and I got to find it now. So let's see. While there are Do expe- tattoos while lead there, to divorce? <laughs> yeah. While there are expectations. While there are expectations to the, or exceptions to the rule, uh, the writer estimates that breakups happen to around 80, 80% of the people who get husband or wife name tattoos. 80%. Wow. And I, the divorce rate's probably still around 50, right? Maybe 55. Uh, like the, in general for the general population. Yeah, more than like. And so then this is what it looks like, Marcia, yeah. to get the tattoo removal on mm-hmm. this thing. It and does. then you're, she, so she lasers you and then your body helps. Yes, which, which I really didn't cool. know that that's what the whole process was. I knew that the laser was like breaking up the ink, but I didn't realize that your body's in like, hey, yeah, we got you. We'll mm-hmm. take care of this. Well, that's really cool. It is. It's very neat. If you missed any of that conversation we uh, just had with Missy Cool from uh, Whoopsie Daisy Tattoo Removal. What a great name and mm-hmm. great business name, too. Yeah. Uh, check that out. Uh, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle News Network, uh, Facebook and Spotify page. And it looks like, Marsha, school is, uh, well, really kicking off here in the Panhandle. Yes. Yeah, so um, in earnest, I know a lot of the, the teachers and staff members have been back this week already in the classroom. It's mm-hmm. always a lot of them probably have Rona on in their in their <laughs> classrooms. I was talking to her about this the other day because, you know, when it's quiet and you're just working in your classroom, yeah. you can have whatever music on. But um, the kids come back next week on Monday in Berkeley County. So, um, you know, we had a conversation with uh, with uh, Eric Kiesecker from Berkeley County uh, Bus Garage from mm-hmm. the Transportation <laughs> yeah. uh, Department. And, and he was saying, you know, it was really disappointing for them last year when they had to cancel some routes yeah. because they didn't have enough drivers. But they're going gangbusters. They've got 15 new uh, bus drivers training right now, new tech. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been running that story this morning on, on our news product. Yeah, but I can tell uh, it's back to school time, especially because uh, all over my Facebook and social media feeds, <laughs> all my friends that are teachers are already complaining about school coming back. And every time uh, I tell them, like, look, first of all, we all picked our jobs, right? <laughs> Secondly. Can you, I you say that got, when you're whining? Yeah. Okay. And I'll say it to you, too, when okay. uh, the vice versa. But it's like, also, you're a teacher and you just had like four months off. No, no, not even four months off. I don't know where that Phineas and Ferb song came from, like with 104 days of summer. <laughs> Teachers don't get 104 days of summer vacation. But you get a, you get they get a long maybe, break. Maybe 10 weeks. You it get, depends on when your your system lets you in, brings you back. You know, well, I'm seeing people complaining about, the, the you know, already complaining about school, complaining about how they're going to set their desks up, which I could see where setting up your classroom, mm-hmm. you know, before the first day of school could be super, like, not nerve wracking, but... Um, important right because yeah because where you're sitting in relation to the students and where the students are facing and yeah. all of that so how would you set your class up i always like the you okay you know keep everybody kind of looking at you can see everybody yeah. and, and i had my desk up in the front of the room but i was rarely at it because mm-hmm. one of the things i learned early on it was a really great training was proximity mm-hmm. so i would be out near my students a yeah. lot so there you go I don't know how I'd set my room up. I did see one where there's these new desks out that like look wild, right? Like uh, they're set up to where you know it's right either right-handed or left-handed, mm-hmm. and it's like a little longer on the right-hand side and whatever, right? Like the old desk, old school desks. 
but they look crazy. And uh, I got stuck in this TikTok wormhole yesterday of people trying to set up their classrooms and whatnot with these really? desks. Yeah, and nobody could figure out how to do it because if you wanted to do this like little square blocks of like groups of you know desks, whatever, you can't do it because there'd be this weird gap. You have to like turn them a certain way, and it turns into a star. Then you can do it another way; it turns into another shape. Are they and, like, facing each other? Or yeah. Like, okay. So who knows? Huh. Who knows? But it is funny to watch uh, all the teachers that I know start to get all. It's know, hard though. Activated. It's so hard coming back. You've got you know your day to yourself. You walk yeah. the dog whenever you want to. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, you're on the clock again. That's a rough transition. That's well, abrupt. Say it. I'm like the only one in my family that hasn't been an educator, worked in a school, or done anything like that. And so I know all the trials, and I know how tough uh-huh. it is when school's in, and right. uh, you know, dealing with parents, dealing with kids, and everything. But hey, you get like four months off. You know, and and it is not four months. <laughs> by the way, it's kind of interesting, and I don't take this the wrong way, but you can spot a teacher who's oh, back uh, at work a mile away. when she's like, you know, classes. That I. I'm pretty sure there was one behind me with her two small kids in the grocery store the other day. I'm like, yeah, you're a teacher, you know, just I, kind of deadpan. Well, I know low, low, low energy. I can't, I'm not even sure what, if it's the shoes or the capris <laughs> or like the, the there tan. Is that teacher look like, yes, there is the teacher look totally is. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've lost it over the years. Cause I haven't taught in like yeah. a couple decades, but um, you can kind of spot them. I would, I would be the cool teacher wearing like, you know, jeans so this week are you saying they all look like despondent (laughs) yeah well no that's like what that's around uh thanksgiving around when you're getting close Uh to thanksgiving you start to see teachers looking real run down well yeah because that's the first milestone is long yeah that's the first benchmark like milestone of the year october is a really long month and then you're like you know you're skating down to that thanksgiving break i get it but yeah you'd be the cool teacher you should Totally think about, you know, if you ever leave no, radio, no, teach in middle nope, school. The nope, kids would, nope, they would nope, love you. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's our teacher. He's got tattoos. Nope, nope, nope. No? Nope. Not even close. No, never, never say do never. It. I won't do it. What about uh, high people school? People have asked me. Nope. What about high school? Nope. How about, oh, what about kindergarten? Come on. No. Oh, there's so much fun, though. I, it's the, it's You'd be, be it's good at it. It's quicker no or the younger they get. <laughs> the older they get, the the longer I'll think about it. It'll still be a no, but it'll still uh, take a little while. Okay. The younger, the quicker it goes. What about college? Maybe, maybe it would have to. It would depend on what it is. Now, I like. I think college would be more fun because you can kind of you know teach a spe- more specialized uh-huh. sure. stuff instead of just being like a math or teach English or science teacher, know. right? Yeah. yeah, but um, maybe college, but still no, no, still no. Okay, although it would be. I think it'd be cool, but not my not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Just like try to when they've tried to get me to be sales here. Not should, my cup of tea. We should archive this, and then if you ever decide to like take a sub position, well, the last person that sat in this job. chair went to uh, went to sc- work it in the schools. Not a teacher per se, but went to work. Right, in the one schools. of one of the guys that sat yeah. here. Yeah, he's a representative now at Jefferson. Look at that. Maybe that's the pipeline. Schools. Maybe at the Panhandle uh, Panhandle Live. <laughs> I did it in reverse. That's true. <laughs> well. Who knows? But anyways, coming up after the break, we will be speaking with Vice President of Marketing and Development for WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, Teresa McCabe. She'll be in with a big old update, and uh, I see something about a tennis classic, which I am definitely interested in. Stick around for that. It's coming up after the break here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. 
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marcia Kabalik. Thank you, Dr. Jordan, because you you healed my, my headphones. Oh, is it working? I, I believed in you so much, I didn't even try them out before we went on air, <laughs> so I just threw them on, and they're working perfectly. Well, good. So well, good. They don't look, you know, brand new, but they they work. Well, good. Well, I'm yeah, glad. I'm glad. You. That's why you always keep you always keep some athletic tape around. You never know. Even though now I can't find it. Here <laughs> Don't it is. lose you it. Know, <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. Never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> like a product testimonial. That's right. Athletic tape. Unbranded. Next to duct tape. Yeah, I'm branded too. So. <laughs> well, well, speaking of um, medical care, is that an awkward segue? <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good. That works for me. Great <laughs> segue. <laughs> Vice President of Marketing and Development for WV Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center. Well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa McCabe is in with an update. Yeah, great to be here, guys. <laughs> so, it's been um, a while. It, it has been, been mm-hmm. and it's good to be here with you in person. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, um, how are things going as far as rates and hospital, um, you know, staffing and and traffic through the hospital, et cetera? Um, Well, um, you know, visitors are allowed once again. Of course, everyone still needs to wear masks in our hospital and our clinics. um, And we are, you know, still limiting visitors. So there's still some restrictions there, but trying to get back to the new norm, I guess. Uh, Now, are are COVID, you know, like um, patients still up and things like that? We've seen an uptick, you know, over the past, couple of months mm-hmm. um, of COVID positive patients and patients being hospitalized. But the good news is they're it's not the way it was right. back in 2020. And you mean volume wise, volume wise, nor the severity of the illnesses. So, so, what that's does, a good thing. so what does it look like now in the hospitals? Because I remember there for a while, I mean, walking into the hospital was like walking into a different world. I mean, does it feel a little bit normal now? I mean, especially since, you know, the CDC came out, kind of stepped back a lot of the uh, precautions and things for COVID. So has that caused you guys to kind of do the same thing? No. <laughs> I guess that was my point. Yeah, yeah you still yeah. need to mask um, when you come into our hospitals. If you're visiting anyone, you have to mask. You will stop at the front desk. You will be asked the COVID questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still have that screening process. Um, and we still um, try to practice the social distancing as yeah. well. So that really didn't apply to healthcare facilities. Um, so you'll see that as well okay. in the the physician offices. So being part of WVU, which is a level one research facility, are you guys already talking about how you're training the next generation of doctors based on what you know from the two years of treating folks in this pandemic? Um, absolutely. And it was a learning process. I recall, you know, when we had various physicians on talking about COVID and, you know, that the whole whole part of it was they had just not seen this before. You know, it was a, a process going through treatment options and so forth. So definitely um, it has changed um, health care. And, um, you know, even we were saying back when the co- when when the pandemic was you know in full force that we may always be wearing masks now you know when you go, when you go to see your doctor that may just be something that is going to be a permanent thing so so there's still some of those types of expectations out there that that we're not quite certain of but um, as I said right now 
Mm-hmm. You will still have the screening questions. You will still. Now, do you see that pretty much staying for, I guess, the foreseeable future? I mean, it's hard to put a timeline on it, but. I would say for the foreseeable future, yes. Yeah. Now, for some procedures that we do, patients no longer have to have COVID tests. Now, if you're coming in for surgery, you will be required. Now, what about um, like pregnancy and stuff? Same thing? That will um, still apply? Or the COVID tests and things like that? Um, only for certain things. Okay. So if it's something routine like that and you're hospitalized mm-hmm. for that, no. Whereas before, yes, if you were going to be admitted to the hospital, you had to have a test. So that has lightened up. Yeah. Well, happily this summer, you know, we're seeing more of, even more of that return to, to some normal activities, outdoor things. And to that end, you guys are doing some, some clinics and then some events too. We are. And, and you know, we're happy to say that uh, although we did hold our Frank Sabato Jr. MD Tennis Classic last year, just like with our golf tournament last year, it was not the normal event. We didn't have our big awards ceremony afterwards and luncheon and so forth. So we're happy to announce that this year we are back to normal. Um, we're having our 19th annual Tennis Classic over at uh, St. James Tennis Courts outside of Hagerstown um, on Saturday, September 10th. And we are currently looking for sponsors as well as tennis players. Now, can, so, can you do teams or is it solo? Or? No, uh, for, for the different sponsorship packages, mm-hmm. you get like, for example, um, the uh, $1,000 slam sponsor, you get four players, oh, nice. the ACE sponsor, which is 500, you get two, um, and then the $250 sponsor ship you get one but you actually it's a round robin format so you're not really playing with a partner even though it's doubles Mm -hmm. but um so you rotate different partners throughout the uh the morning of play so it's you being a good tennis player marcia i'm i'm it's probably the thing that i play best I could tell you that. I could see But I'm still not player. great. I'm just like I enjoy it, but I'm not great at it. But, but the good thing is you're not really well, you're you're playing with a partner. It's not Wimbledon. And no, right. no, yeah. it's not Wimbledon. Although we have some players <laughs> who's always yeah. very competitive. Also and you also looking at Marsha. You know what? I, I feel seen. So um every year when you guys do this, there's usually something that you've earmarked the proceeds to. Actually, for that for our tennis classic, this money is used to fund scholarships. Um, our Frank Sabato um, tennis classic scholarships, and um, because this event was started by a group of physicians at Berkeley Medical Center 19 years ago, um, when Dr. Sabato passed, the committee decided let's use this to fund scholarships for area high school students going into pre med to to um you know study to become a, a doctor i can't believe so, he's been gone that long i know it's hard to believe isn't that's, it that's why so we um we have for the past five years um been offering uh six two thousand dollar scholarships to one student from each of the four public high schools in berkeley and jefferson counties wow so yep so playing with a, a purpose. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Playing with a purpose. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, keeping that kind of uh, vein in mind, the uh, apple trample's back. The apple trample is back. I mean, you've heard that the Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival Committee has announced that, again, they're back in full force with all of their activities. And the apple trample has been one of those activities for many, many years. So what's that for people that might be uh, tuning in and never heard of it? It's a 5K race. You can walk, you can run. Anybody can participate. 
Um, in fact, registration is now online. So the uh, date for this event is going to be Saturday, October 15th. Um, we're going to start at the McCormick Center parking lot the way we always did, end up at Martinsburg High School. I think Rona's going to be there oh, nice. to announce the winners. The only little change this year, because there's a soccer tournament on the football field, we're actually going to have the finish line in front of the school. Oh, that's cool. So, um, it's still pretty neat. It, it still is, yes. Yeah. So because we have not done this event for two years, we sort of let people do it on their own, on their own time. The it was past virtual. two years, yeah, it was virtual. The virtual 5Ks virtual. got very big. Yes, yeah. yes. And we had you know a, a good number of participants. Oh, yeah. But so we're back in full force. Um, of course, this was renamed in 2017 after Bob Barriner, um, one of our um, foundation and hospital board members, um, BCT um, mm-hmm. president who passed away from cancer. So when we renamed this um, event um, after Bob, we decided to use the sponsor proceeds to um, fund, to go to our cancer comfort fund. So any of the sponsors for our 5k apple trample, um, those monies will go to our cancer comfort fund. And that does things. Like, I mean, I prove these on a weekly basis. Um, Patients who don't have a way to get to their doctors, cancer patients who don't have a way maybe to get to the cancer center for their treatments, um, radiation, infusion. Um, so we have gas cards that we give them. Um, uh, patients who maybe can't afford all of their medications, whatever they, and insurance doesn't pick up that gap and there's no other entity around to do it, we, we pick that up. So those are just a couple of examples um, of the needs for our cancer patients that this fund um, is instrumental in providing. So, so we, we had Dana DeJournet in recently to talk about the pain management program that's uh, gearing up. You guys have these great little mini med schools, and you've got some information about a new one. I do. Um, we normally hold our mini med schools from September through um, May. So we take the summer off. So we're getting ready to kick off our September mini med school. Again, we're going to do it virtually. It's worked well for us um, to do it virtually versus in person in the auditorium at Health Sciences. So we're going to continue to do this this series of programs virtually. So our topic for September, and that will air on our Facebook page on Tuesday, September 13th, is vascular disorders. Um, you know, we all know about varicose veins and spider mm-hmm. veins and um, peripheral artery disease. Um, so um, our vascular surgeon, Dr. Nadra, is going to be um, presenting and talking about all of those kinds of uh, vascular types of diseases of the legs, basically, yeah. lower extremities, mm-hmm. legs. So, so if someone is feet. attending this or they're, they're tuning in to the Facebook live stream, can they interact at any point or ask questions afterward? No, um, unfortunately. Well, I mean, they could they ask comment, questions yeah. or comment, yeah. make comments on our Facebook page, and certainly we would get back to them. But we actually record these in advance oh, gotcha. uh, because we need to have time to um, – we also do the closed caption for hearing impaired um, so in order to be able to do that, we have to record them in advance. But we do certainly look at the comments and right. we do reach out to folks if they have any questions. But then we will also be doing um, a peripheral artery disease or pad screening event on Saturday, the 17th of September, um, where folks can, excuse me, make an appointment. And we will have several providers there doing screenings for these lower extremities 
extremity disorders. So more information on that. We're finishing up the flyer and we'll be uh, sending out more information because that will be, you will need to make an appointment mm-hmm. for that screening. And we're speaking with Vice President of Marketing and Development for WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, Teresa McCabe. Unfortunately, we have to get to our last break of the hour here in just a few minutes. So I want you to, again, let people know where they can go to find out about all the events you're doing, your mini med school, and if they have any questions and want to reach out to you, how they can do that. Sure. You can go to our WVU Medicine, Berkeley Medical Center um, Facebook um, page as well as our website. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for coming in and chatting with us again. It's been too long, so come on, stop by. Uh, Sounds great. Awesome. And uh, stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. Marsha, there's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. There is. So um, some of you may have heard our interview about the African-American Cultural and Heritage Festival that kicks off tomorrow. Uh, There's going to be a gospel sing and then a a, a kind of a little kids block party. And then on Saturday in Charlestown, there's going to be a parade starting at the Independent Fire Company in Ranson and going over, um, you know, through through downtown uh, Charlestown. And there's a story about it at Panhandle News Network. Dot com And I think there is an event page that's referenced there that you can go and they've got a, a copy of the brochure that you can see the entire um, schedule of events. Yeah, that uh, sounds like it's going to be a very, very cool event and, uh, you know, shining light on some local history around here that you know I would say a lot of people don't know about and know about how deep that history mm-hmm. runs. Absolutely. So and it's it's kind of far reaching because uh, the, the parade um, and the festival honors the Paige Jackson High School mm-hmm. history and its alum. And then um, they're going to have tours of the um, the John, Brary, John Brown Fort site, Murphy Farm and Harpers Ferry. They're going to have like, they're going to walk over there on Sunday. And then of course, all this great music uh, mm-hmm. that is, you know, that's an, that's kind of a window into a culture too. Yeah. The way they approach different songs. So yeah, cool stuff. Very cool stuff. And some comedy, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's everything you can think of. Uh, oh, and the, the um, Quiet Fire Soul is, the I guess, the, the main attraction Saturday from 7 to 9. Very cool. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah. Uh, also going on Saturday, uh, for you Shepherd football fans, let me get the uh, exact uh, times up here, but it is there will be a big autograph session happening. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Let me grab this here. I should have had this ready. It just popped in my head. Sorry, Marcia. Let me look through here. <laughs> so this is um with Tyson Bajant and the with all and the of guys. Them. I believe it's with all of them. I believe it's all of them. I don't don't know why I can't find this dang thing now. So is it? So it's going to be in Shepherdstown this Saturday. Yes, okay. Shepherdstown this Saturday. There's an article about it over uh, on the Journal um, as okay. well. If you want to check it out, meet the Rams, things like that. So it should be uh, pretty fun. Pretty fun day. There's also a scrimmage going on out there uh, as well. So it'll be a fun day. Man, can't believe uh, sports are already back up in action. But you have a pretty big day uh, ahead of you tomorrow. <laughs> 
don't you? How's the <laughs> has the progress been made uh, any further along yes. in the house? Oh my goodness! Yes, she. So we we got the fridge in the back of the car, and you know that's now the, is it like a big one or is it like a normal cut like dorm, a dorm one dorm yeah. size? But it's got a little fr- you know pr- token freezer or whatever in yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, like, that has like you can fit two, two popsicles and an ice cube. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know whatever it, you could say you've got a freezer. Mm-hmm. So and then she she has all these clothes that are on hangers. And so we didn't have a really great, so we just have them draped on, you know, one of the, the chairs and, and it's, it's, it's probably two feet tall, you know, the mm-hmm. stacked up, but I'm excited for her that she, she knows what she's going to wear the first day of classes oh, and, nice. and probably the next 33 days after she's got all the outfits. <laughs> so if she's anything like me, uh, as long as it's black, white, or gray. Uh, then we're pretty good. Nope, nope, nope. She's she's got the fits. Like, no way. She's got colors. She's got. She's thinking about fall. All this stuff. So it's really exciting for, her. and um and in her dorm, free laundry. No way. Way isn't that cool? Wow, that is pretty cool. And I saw. Uh, well, speaking of dorms, because a lot of people are moving. A lot of kids are moving. You know, to college, of course. Like you're uh, getting ready to go down uh, to Marshall. But seeing how different dorm rooms are now at mm-hmm. least how people are decorating dorm rooms uh-huh. now is in- incredible i saw i think it was a video this morning this uh i think she's at howard maybe somewhere in dc one of the schools in dc um she it was a pretty normal looking dorm room right like cement mm-hmm. block walls type of the thing before like the, picture yeah the before it was like beige right mm-hmm. and the rickety you know bu- uh, bed that was lifted oh, yeah. on up the right? lo- on the loft on the loft yeah, it was lofted up um and then it cut the screw, screw went black and it came back and she had put um, like a uh, particle board, I guess some sort of uh, board on the wall and then put fabric and like fabric the, her whole side of the wall. It looked like a completely different room. It looked like it was marble walls. She had the bed. I think she painted the bed, like all this stuff. I'm like, what? And oh, then under, I don't under, think you're going to be painting the well, bed. And then underneath, but well, then underneath people were showing like, it looked like, it's, I think somebody commented uh, that went from a college dorm to a luxury Airbnb uh-huh. kind of thing. And, and then people were posting their pictures of their dorm rooms under it and it, from like back in the day. And it's so funny because I think oh, yeah. mine, I just had like a, I don't know, the rooms were nice. They were like, looked like nice little tiny, you know, rooms. But uh, I think we just had like one poster up and had like a, like a, a baseball poster up. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, but also it's a boy's dorm. So it was a little different. Right. But Well, having, having moved in and out three girls in college. Here's what you need to understand. What's that? What goes in has to be moved out in May. That's very true. So, and and they just, they do nothing but acquire, acquire, acquire the, the whole school year. Man, I'll never, I'll never forget my freshman year of college thinking, you know, I was keeping my place a little, it was, it was small, right? Sharing the mm-hmm. dorm room with somebody. I was like, I think I'm keeping it fairly kept up, right? And what have you. And parents come up after like a month, right? To come visit for the first time. Uh, then, uh, my mom, I, she, I remember walking into the room and she didn't really say a lot. It, there wasn't a whole lot of room to move. Right. So we mm-hmm. weren't in there for very long, but she kind of gave a look around and then, uh, we left and I, I don't remember if she said it to me, if I heard her say it, she's like, that place is disgusting. Oh, and I'm like, well, I'm trying. I don't know what you want to do. I've never been on my own before. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. You learned. I know, but kind of, kind of, I guess. Well, it's... now I can't, I can't stop sweeping and stuff like that. So maybe it did. Maybe I did. Learn. Yeah, it did, did that, that marked you. Yeah, Maybe like, oh my did. gosh, what if my mom walked in? Seriously. Right now, what, what would she think? Well, it's just like how you were. <laughs> just like how you said, what was it, two weeks ago? You got to make sure you clean before you go on vacation unless in case you, you, in case die. you die. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hey, you're, you're right. You're learning some life skills no, here. You're Jordan. right. No, you're absolutely right because I do the same thing. Now, maybe <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it 
necessarily because of the reason that I might die. <laughs> I did it because I don't, I don't want to come home. You don't want to go for right. away for a long time and then come back and your place be crazy. Right. The problem is you, you go to your vacation just worn out from cleaning. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But it is, uh, it is rewarding when you come back and that place is nice and clean. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But if you miss any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panada Live Facebook and Spotify page. We had... Misty Cool from Whoopsie Daisy Tattoo Removal on. We had uh, Teresa McCabe on. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So listen back to it a little bit later on. But for Marsha, I'm Jordan. It's been Paint Handle Live on WPM and WCST, the Paint Handle News Network. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.